Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Daily Fathers. We are your hosts, Joe Winters Jr., Tony Applewhite, and Jacoby Carvin. How y'all doing today, bro? Top of the morning to you guys. I'm doing great. Good morning. Good Friday. Hope y'all doing well. I'm mm. doing damn well, though. Glad to hear. Glad to hear. Last week, um, we spoke about mentors. This week, um, we're, we're speaking about remaining teachable or um, mentees or what it what it means to be the person that's being mentored right mm-hmm. um so the other week i think we had a re- last week i think we had a really great conversation regarding what a mentor is and things of that nature um what would y'all say the definition of a mentee is mm. the person that's actually being mentored so for me i think the mentee's job is to actually drive um it might be the mentor's job to um, guide the car in a sense, if we're, if we're speaking in, in terms of like um, facilitating, but it's, it's, it's my definition as far as what a mentee's job, or you can call it whatever you want to call it. I got different terms on my screen over here. Like you can call it apprentice, you can call it student, beginner, novice, um, all those different terms of somebody that's, that's being taught by somebody that, we classify as a mentor, but I think it's their job to, to actually be the driving force. And, and that mentor's job is to direct them in the right direction. And so that's how I see it um, with that type of relationship. Mm, interesting. Interesting. How about you, Jacoby? And just to clarify, you said what's the definition of a mentee is? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What's a, the definition of a mentee? Pretty much a, a student. A person that's taking on all the knowledge, um, a pattern one, someone who's being brought up to then go out, just 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 take in all the knowledge that the um, pretty much the mentor is uh, delivering, pretty much. Yeah, the student, man, students of yeah. the game. Facts, facts. No, big facts, big facts. You know, my, in my um, in my upbringing and in the relationship that I've had with both of my mentors. Um, I, I could say that it's most definitely been those definitions y'all have described, you know, it's one, it's like, okay, my mentor's job is to write, help me become the best version of myself. And, um, you know, so obviously if it's about me, I am in the driver's seat. Right. Um, and, and, and they're in the passenger seat, making sure that they, you know, tell me what's in my blind spots or teaching me how to assess my blind spots and so on and so forth. And, and um, it's my job to also be a student and be willing to learn from them. You know, one thing that I've also um, learned over time is that as a mentee or student, whatever we call it, it's very important for you to um, always be trying to learn who you are too, because when you have a mentor, it's like you got to be open to being teachable but you also have to, like, I think part of the remaining teachable part is not only learning from your mentor, but also learning from your intuition. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Like in a, in a relationship with a mentor, I think sometimes it's real easy for a mentee to place all of the responsibility on the mentor um, as if the mentor is supposed to provide all the answers and so in hindsight, it's like they absolutely ignore their, their intuition. And you said and something that about that last well. week, Joe, can you touch upon that and give us an example and give me an example, um, 
the listeners an example of what the, the mentee dropped the ball at? Um, when, when it comes to not listening to their intuition? Yes. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. So hmm, let's see. So Bruce Lee has this really, he has this really good quote, you know, except what's necessary, disregard was not essentially at your own. Right. And um, basically it's, it's a, it's the reality that we have to be teachable. We have to learn from our mentors, but there are some things that we're probably not going to agree with with our mentors and that will, and, and deep down, it's something that doesn't sit right with our spirit. It doesn't sit right with our soul, whether that's because of past experiences or whatever the case may be. But I could give you an example. An example for me was, um, let's see, uh, what, let me, I'm trying to think of, I'm trying to think of a, a, a recent example. Um, okay. So me and one of my mentors, for example, um, uh, one thing that he was teaching me, well, at his house, he tends to leave his front blinds like smack wide open. Um, and that always bothered me because I would always be like, bro, like, are you, like, do you not think nobody will like, you know, try to like rob your home? You know, if you're just always leaving your windows wide open. Now, I know this might be an extreme, you know, uh, example here, but this was just something that made him did not necessarily agree on. And so I take a different course of action, but he then goes on to tell me and teach me how I can't always live my life in fear. I mean, it's understandable how um, I am in a position where I'm always, you know, trying to protect myself from the worst, right? But at the same time, I need to be willing to accept life and live life and understand that everybody's not out to get me, right? And that was, that was a lesson that I listened to him, but I didn't deposit it. Cause I, I personally, my intuition, it doesn't sit right with me. So, you know, it, that, that's something where it's like, okay, well, bro, if you're going to leave your windows open, cool. It is what it is. I'm not going to do it. And anytime I see his blinds wide open, I tell him, man, you probably shouldn't leave your blinds wide open. Right. I love your, I love your example. And I, and I have it actually written down here. Like, being active in that relationship and i think part of being active in that relationship is not being afraid to ask those questions and that's yeah. that's what you did right there is like you asked a question because it didn't sit right with you yeah and i think that's part of a good mentee's relationship with their mentor is telling them you know hey uh this is what this is how i feel you know yeah. this is how i feel why do you do this or right. why do people do this you know and I think it's their job to answer our question to the best of their ability. You right. know? Right. Um, and to add to that, it's also our job to, I believe, stand your ground if it's something that really bothers your, your spirit. So I, I know the example I gave was probably an extreme one, but mm -hmm. I will stand my ground on that because where I come from, bro, I'm not, I'm not just leaving my windows open. Like that's just, that's just something that I strongly and firmly believe. So there's going to be times in your relationship with your mentor and it'll be with other things, right? Where y'all don't see eye to eye. And in that, in that, in all the times y'all don't see eye to eye, you have to realize there's a certain percentage of that time where it's your intuition and you're right. Mm -hmm. And then there is, there's a certain percentage of that time where it's your pride and you're not right. You know, and I think that's the hard thing is figuring out when something doesn't sit right with you, that's coming from your mentor if it's your pride and you're wrong and you're being stubborn 
or if it's your intuition and you're right and you should exercise your intuition. Okay. So let's, let's back it up a little bit. So you got, you got a person that's, that's uh, seeking mentorship and they find a person that they could actually, they think they can relate to. And then they schedule a first meeting with, with yeah. that person. Um, Jacoby, what does that first meeting look like? If you're the mentee and you're trying to, I guess you could say interview a mentor, what does that meeting look like? I, you know, you can just, you know, interview a mentor low key like that. Um, for me in my mind at where it always seemed to be, it was like, you just ask questions and you try to, you know, assess them, like, like and analyze them and their minds and their behaviors and everything. So you can see if you, you can even approach them to being a mentee to them. Um, just think, always ask questions. That's like you said, that's the biggest thing you can do in life is always ask questions and see who they are nice. and see what they can do for you. If they even willing to do something for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like that. I like that. That was a good answer. And I'll even throw the same question to you, Joe. What is it? What do you think that that meeting looks like? Um, I actually like how jo Jacoby initially responded as far as not knowing to just be able to walk up to one and interview one. Although I know you can, mm -hmm. I think it's, it's a matter of, um, you, you have this certain level of interest in a person that propels you to want to be mentored by them and and and, and let, let well let me even rewind back how it's happened for me i i didn't even know i was going to be mentored by the man that mentored me so if i'm being absolutely honest like it really starts with just a genuine conversation between two people and then you realize like at some point who, who whether it's the first conversation the fifth conversation the 20th conversation but at some point you realize who is this person in front of me? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like there's, there's something about this person, you know, and whether you don't actually think it psychologically, you might think it emotionally, you know, or you might think it spiritually. Um, but I, I, I have to agree that it's, you know, you are asking questions, you are assessing where they are. Um, one thing I, I guess I could give you some things that should not be included. Um, I am a, I am a leadership and business coach. And so I, I do look to try to coach people um, but one of the things that I realized that should not be present is a mentor or someone who's trying to lead that's only coming from a position of impressing you, if I, at least in my opinion. Like, I think the people that are meant to lead us, you will be impressed by them, but it's not because that's their intention. It's because that's who they are. And if you assess that they're trying to impress you, I, I personally, I wouldn't want to be mentored by that person because I don't think it's the I don't think it's the right person or at least the right time. Mm -hmm. And the only reason I ask that question is because it's, it's kind of like real life scenarios. You know, most people don't know how to pursue somebody that has something that they want, you know. And so what is what is that? What does that look like? You know, what does that look like to us? And and for me, I know like you, you know, it was just people that um I just had a genuine liking to, and I started having conversations with them. And then next thing you know, we're just setting up meetings, you know, uh, hey, you want to go meet over here for some coffee? And then it just became uh, an every week thing yeah. where we were just meeting and, and we, we developed a relationship. And yeah. so I think 
Um, one of the key figures too for a mentee, I think is, is trust. Being able to trust who, like the person that you're actually getting the mentor, uh, the mentorship from. Um, and that goes both ways, you know, um, I think it goes, it lines both ways. Like they have to be able to trust you and you have to be able to trust them. And I, I think that starts, it's easily starts with not breaking any appointments or meetings. Um, um, if you schedule something with that mentor, um, try not to break it. At least yeah. the first few times that you guys are meeting, um, try not to be that guy. Cause that's, yeah. that's just gonna, that's going to be a, a really faulty relationship right off the bat. You know, Facts. I agree with that. I agree with that, man. You know, I, I, um, one thing that I, 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 you know, I think this was going to come up at some point in this um, episode, but I want to go ahead and bring it up now. Cause I, I, I think this is very important and it cannot be left out of, of an episode talking about mentees. If you're going to be mentored by somebody, you need to be willing to pay, whether that's money whether that's time okay um the average person they want to get every fucking thing for free and excuse my french but i'm just being absolutely honest like the average person thinks that like things are just supposed to be handed down to them and i i say this because even in my upbringing as um a teenager when i acquired my mentors um i didn't have to pay them money and the average person will say to me well joe when he came to your mentors you didn't have to pay yeah but i paid thousands of hours in community service. My mentors need me to do something. I was there to do it, right? So when I say pay time, I don't, I don't mean the time that you're giving them to mentor you. That's, that's, you know, that's you investing in yourself. I'm talking about the time that's needed to help them with something, right? If you don't have the funds to pay for a mentor, then it's like, what other way can you serve the mentor? And I, I guess I, I, I find it very important to say that because in my life, I don't think my relationships with my mentors would be as great as it is if I wasn't willing to pay the price that I paid. When I look at all the people that were mentored by my mentors, and obviously they're all my age, and I assess like, man, Joe, like why is your relationship much greater with your mentors than your peers? I realized it's because I was willing to do things for my mentors and my peers weren't. Mm. You get what I'm saying? Like, and uh, so like, it, it really is. It's your job to show up because a mentor, if you're mentored by someone like me, you know, or someone like the mentors, that you're getting, you're getting decades of information within a year. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's important. That's important. It's, it's nothing to sleep on and say, oh, I'm just supposed to get that for free. Well, mm -hmm. shit, what if you don't live for the next 10 fucking years? You mm -hmm. could have accelerated some of your accomplishments if you were willing to, to, to pay the price, right? Gotcha, gotcha. Jacoby, you think that's like part of respect? Like if you're, if you're having to pay some sort of a dues, you think that lines up with like respect in a sense? Yeah, most definitely it lines up with respect and just giving like showing appreciation that's for what they're doing. You have to take the time to out like, it may not be much. I know we talked about this last episode, but you have to take the opportunity whenever presented to actually show that, you know, you're doing something right. And, you, you know, you, I do appreciate it pretty much. Yeah. No, I like that. I like gratitude, man. Cause, cause that's, you're grateful for what they're giving you, you know? Yeah. Um, and they don't have to be doing it. You know, they're, this is a volunteer. Like that's what a lot of people need to understand that this is, this is volunteer work. You know, they're, 
And so you have to do something for them um, at the end of the day um, to show your gratitude for them helping you out, you know? Let so, me ask you, let me ask you this. In your relationship with your mentors, Tony, mm -hmm. um, you may not have paid money if you have then tell us, but give us examples of like you investing time to do things for your mentors that, you know, just showed your appreciation or showed your gratitude. So the rate the, I, I've, I haven't paid any, any money to any of my mentors, uh, my recent mentors that I've had. And the way that I actually show gratitude is, um, is a lot of my time. And since my mentors are actually, and I'm not saying that your mentor has to be older than you, but my mentors are quite a few years older than me. Um, they're not capable of doing certain things, heavy lifting, moving furniture, um, just basically service work, you know? And so those are a lot of the things that like I come up to bat, like I'm the first one that they call, you know, or I'm, I just offer my services and I, and I always end every conversation that I have with my mentor. If you need anything, give me a call. Yeah. And so I always make that apparent um, with every single meeting that we have. If you need anything, give me a call. And, and nine times out of 10, I'm the first one that they call um, to do it, even like the simplest thing, you know? And so I've cut grass for my mentors. I've moved furniture. Um, I've done a lot of stuff, you know, and to me that shows my appreciation to them, you know? So, and, and, and that, that's something easy, easily that can be done, you know? So anybody can do those things. Yeah, no, I, I agree, man. You know, um, too, I think it, I think it needs to be said that as a mentee, it is our job to give our mentors a return on their investment in us at some point. So what I what I what I mean by that is I remember um, last year, last year one of my mentors, um, we go to this brother we went to this brotherhood thing where there's like a message and stuff, and um, he had asked me to go last minute. I ended up telling him yes. They ended up needing a speaker. Um, and because when we were there at like the service, the speaker did not show up. So at the service, they need a speaker and they turn around and they're like, Hey, uh, we, we need a speaker. And my mentor looks at me and he's like, Joe, go speak. I, I'm, I'm like, ah, you know, like, I, I mean, I'm a speaker, but like, we're talking about like, you know, church service speaking. So yeah, I was a little, I, I was a little nervous. I'm, I'm, <laughs> if I'm being real. And so I go, <laughs> I go up to speak. And um, afterwards, he said, he said to me, there comes a time in your life where you realize you have been doing what God has called you to do. Hmm. And I asked him what he meant by that. And he said, because at some point, you'll wake up and you'll be in an important place and someone that you have been mentoring has shown you that they have gotten everything that you've been telling them over the years. And uh, for me, that meant a lot because it's like, he has invested a lot of time in me. And for me to be able to go up and speak on the spot, um, no preparation, just purely speaking from my heart and, and scripture that I do know, um, I was able to give my, one of my mentors a return on his investment, which is, which is that. You know, and, and so that was that was very um, that was a proud moment for me. And I, I love that, Joe, because I feel as though they're putting in this time and effort. They want to see some growth. 
And, and in order for them to see some growth, like they have to watch you do something, you know? And so it's, it's your job to actually take what they've been giving you and then apply it. And so a lot of mentees will take what they're getting, you know, and they're not applying it. And to me, that's, that's a faulty relationship because if you're taking and taking and taking and not utilizing any of that, that information, then you've wasted that person's time. You wasted your own time, you know, so you got to actually do something, apply that um, to the, uh, to the mentorship, you know, and, and then you got to give back too. So what you get, you have to give back to somebody else. That's, that's, that's number one. And so um, let's talk about like, I guess the agenda, you know, when you go to these uh, uh, meetings or appointments with your mentor, like who, who comes up with what you guys are going to talk about? um, What's like, who, whose job is it to do that? Um, I think it depends on like, it's interchangeable. I think it goes back and forth between like, you know, there, there could be a time where, I'm having relationship problems. Okay, well, I'm going to be obviously the one bringing up the topic because I need I need you to answer some questions that I have about a relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, there may be, um, you may have noticed that I had a down look on my face um, in your presence. And so, you know, you decide that the topic of discussion is the root of my sadness. And so you decide to bring up what's wrong and so on and so forth. I think that's, I think that's interchangeable. Okay. But what I do think that's very important is that a mentee understands oftentimes it's them themselves who in the relationship and you have to ask yourself, are you being humble by doing so? I think the average mentee where they screw up utterly in their life is reaching a certain point in their lives where they, there comes a point in your life where you're, you don't need your mentor as much as you did before. There comes a point in your life where your mentor is not as essential in your life as they were before. And when that time comes, it's your job to do one of two things, either get big headed and do away with your mentor as if you were using them or remain humble and realize that although you may not need your mentor as much, your mentor still can serve a massive purpose in your life. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? And in that moment, it's like, okay, who are you gonna choose to be? Cause I know a lot of mentees, they get what they want and guess what? They out. And then, and, and then they have this faulty perception of, you know, oh, my mentor stopped hitting me up. Oh, my mentor stopped talking. And in reality, it's like, nah, let's be real. Your mentor was your mentor. So realistically, it's not really your mentor's job to contact you. It's your job to contact your damn mentor. You know what I'm saying? Your mentor's care for you is a great part of the reason why they may have been the one contacting you and so on and so forth. But ultimately, um, you know, it's just that remaining teachable piece. Like Like we're talking about right now, remaining teachable. Even when your mentor isn't going to serve the significant purpose in your life they once served, there's still a purpose they could serve. Are you going to remain teachable and be humble? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or are you going to get prideful and, 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 you know, in the relationship because you feel like they can't serve you no more? Man, you gave some deep, deep thought right there for, for those who, 
who actually like use use these mentors, you know, just to get what they want, you know, and I, I, I really don't like that, you know, I don't like looking at it that way. Um, because it's supposed to be a relationship, you right. know, and, and if you build a good relationship with somebody, you know, you're, you're not going to just throw them to the side, like a piece of trash, you know? And so, um, let me see here. Uh, how, I had a question here, you know, do you have Jacoby, do you have a goal in mind? Like whenever you're, you're approaching this, this mentor, like, do you already have like an established goal of what you're trying when to? When I'm approaching a mentor, yeah. I've never approached a mentor during my life. The closest mentor I had was Joe. Okay. Uh, I'm going to be dead ass on it. Um, Thank you, bro. Thank you, bro. That's a good, that's a great example of a mentor. <laughs> So when you when you actually started hitting it off with Joe, um, did you have a goal in mind that, of what Joe could actually take you to? Oh yeah, most definitely, yeah. still do. Um, the goal is still in mind and everything. Yeah, you you gotta approach it with a goal and um, it's open minded. Okay. And remain teachable, um, like y'all been saying. Yeah. You know, bro, I want to I want to throw this in there, man. Um, for for people that don't know, you know, um, me and Jacoby we are friends right and that's that's where our relationship started and i i you know started out with the whole homeless boy and i remember we used to like go to parties i didn't used to have shit to wear you know what i'm saying jacoby used to give me um clothes and uh that and at the time meant the absolute most to me still means a lot to me that you used to do that because it's like okay i could be arriving at this party funky nasty in non brand clothes whatever right and be the last yeah, uh, no, not myself either. You, you know you know you're fake but but it's like you, you used to come through for me you know and uh i guess i say that to say you know and y'all heard y'all just heard him say that the closest thing he's had to a mentor is myself i think that me and jacoby's relationship is a perfect example that one a mentor doesn't have to be older than you but two it's, it's really that saying that when someone's ready to learn you'll realize the people that are, that can teach you are like literally in your life. You know what I'm saying? Like, like that's, you know, that's, that's, and I, I think that I just think I wanted to say that because I think the average person, when it comes to the idea of getting a mentor, they only think of status or socioeconomic class, right? Like if I'm going to be mentored by somebody, I got to be mentored by somebody that's two or three tax brackets ahead of me. And that's not the case, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, yeah, um so yeah man i just wanted to throw that in there hmm. yeah so let's i guess let's recap because i i really want to i really want to talk about the failures you know um of being a not so good mentee you know and so before we we end this recording i really want to go over and recap so to be a horrible mentee, Jacoby, what would be the number one thing that you would put like on the board that you should not do as a mentee? Um, fail to communicate and fail to ask questions so that you can further your knowledge and whatever they're teaching your mentor is teaching you. Mm. Um, and not try to give back to your mentor as well. Okay. My, my my answer falls right in line with that, but I, I want to take it a step further. Don't be a fucking yes man. Some some people they just like, yep, yep, yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah. Bro, you you don't learn that. <laughs> like, bro, like, bro, if you don't if you don't open your mouth and ask your mentor <laughs> questions, like bro, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I used to 
I used to, I remember I used to have this one saying because my dad used to make me feel stupid. So I used to say to my mentors before I asked them a question, I know this might sound stupid, but, and then I would proceed to ask my question and both mentors really drilled it in me. Joe, there was no such thing as a dumb question. <laughs> there is no such thing. Like, bro, just ask your question. I think the worst thing a mentor could do is be in this position where they're afraid to ask questions mm-hmm. or they're embarrassed to ask questions or yeah. they're not being themselves so that so they're not asking the right questions. But yeah, it comes down to those questions. Most definitely. I want to also say, because I'm still learning to being a mentee with Joe, um, never, um, just always keep that openness. Open the door. Don't close the door for yourself because sometimes you can close the door on yourself and it just, you know, things just pile up. It's always um, open up and communicate with them. Thanks. That's good. That's what, do, what do you think? What do you think, Tony? To me, I think number one thing is for me is, uh, is, is being open to feedback, you know, like even if, cause your mentor is going to tell you like it is, you know, and they might give you some negative stuff that you're, you're not willing to hear, but you got to be kind of like Jacoby said, open, you gotta, you gotta leave that door open to that feedback. And that's the only way you're going to grow. You Thanks. know, if, if, if they keep telling, cause it could go the other way too. It could go the other way where you have a mentor that's just, yes, 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 yes. And then you don't get anything out of it. What you're looking for is somebody that's going to be 100% honest with you and it's going to give you the facts, the straight yeah. facts. And then you got to be receptive with those facts and then do something about it and not just get all pissed off because they told you um, something that you didn't want to hear. Facts. So um, to me, open, open-mindedness open will carry you a long way, You know, whether it's something that you want to hear or something that you don't want to hear. Facts. So. And I, I want to I want to throw an educational point in there on there too, on there too, man. When you're assessing your mentor, and this is daily, because um, you got to realize your mentor is not perfect; they're human. You need to assess heart posture. You need to assess intent. You need to assess perspective, because yes, your mentor will tell you like it is. But I've learned, even with my mentors, love them to death. But, I mean, they're not perfect. Like, if they're going through a very, very, very rough day, sometimes the information that they may give me may not be what it would have been if they would have had a phenomenal day. And, I don't know, would have got laid that morning or something. Who knows? But, like, the, but the information would have been different. And so it's important to, like, assess that for your mentor so that way you can also listen to your intuition. I think when we come back to that question that I was talking about earlier, you know, when your mentor tell you something, there's going to be times you don't agree with them. And sometimes it's like, is it your pride and you're wrong or is it your intuition and you're right? I think, I think when you're trying to listen to your intuition and you're right, it's because you're going to realize something about their heart posture, their intent and their perspective is a bit off. And it might be a bit off because of their personal life. You know, um, and so it's just I wanted to throw that in there because I think it's really easy to say, okay, I have a mentor and them telling me like it is means they're going to be 100 percent correct. And that's not true. You know, I'm saying like sometimes your mentors are not correct. Sad, but it's but it's the truth. It is. It's the reality. You hit it when you said we're all humans, you know, Mm -hmm. and sometimes I think they know what you want. This is in general, any mentor, your parents. Nice. They may think they know what's best for you, but only you know what's best for yourself. Nice. But nice. so you have to take that courage and go out there to pretty much bet 100% on yourself. 
Yeah. And it's a lot to succeed. Facts. That's why a mentor is going to have good coaching too, I think. A, a coach is someone that they're going to ask questions, right, pertaining to you and who you are and, and what you like and the things you like. You know, we a, a mentor have to be ha, have to be open to doing that um, because if not, obviously, like Jacoby saying, it, it's, it's kind of a sink or, or a swim type of thing. Well, a great episode, man. Yeah, good episode, good episode. Sounds like we uh, we don't have anything left to say. Put it all out there on the table. Um, I'm looking forward to our next episode. I hope everybody have a good Friday. Yes, sir. Be blessed. Happy Friday. Later. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. Ready for it. Ready for it. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. Don't know where it's going to take me, but I'm...